You are me. You are none of the above. <laughs> none of the above. Okay. So before we get started, I have to make a little confession. <gasps> I lost four episodes of the show because somehow the recording settings on audacity didn't just happen one time before no that was just bad audio uh the recording settings on audacity changed they went so it was instead of recording through like these good quality microphones it was recording through the laptop microphone hey sometimes it happens sometimes it's maybe good sometimes it's maybe shit i mean i don't even remember which episodes we might have lost uh the unrated, underrated bands. Underrated bands. The movie train wreck. Yeah. And the one where we uh, solved the uh, murder of JFK. So gone forever. You'll never know now. Uh, sorry, and we can't redo them. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, the the one, the biggest one that we lost was our on location at the Halls of Horror. Oh yeah. Speaking of the Halls of Horror, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, last Friday was our friend Jim Miller's birthday, and as a special birthday treat, Jim, yeah, a treat. Uh, Jim and Bill came down and visited us at the Halls of Horror. It was a hoot. <laughs> I was set up from the beginning. I just want to say that. Uh, to set this up a little bit, we ate at the Palmerton Pub right beforehand, and... Uh, that's when Bill tells me that they did the, you guys did the taping the night before at the Halls of Horror. And he tells me how he got to do a walkthrough. I, didn't, I never said a walkthrough. Oh, you said you no, had a... No, I said I looked at a couple things behind the scenes. In, in the light. And he said in the light, he goes, it was scary. He goes... I didn't say that. You I said that. that. You no, said... No, you, I, said the, I said the baby room is creepy even in the light. I told them that. They know that. Not just the baby room. You said the whole thing crept you out. Well, the, no, the bathroom was pretty awful, but that wasn't part of the the, the Halls of Horror. Right. <laughs> also mentioned that you had a special birthday gift for me. Oh, yes. We'll get there. Now, we'll get there. Oh, wait, wait. It gets better. Yeah, we'll get there. We we get our tickets. We get our tickets. <laughs> and we're standing in line. And you know how that, that huge rope there, you know? Yeah. Well, we're, ne- we're next to go. And... Bill evidently knows the guy he says he went to the Guar concert with him. So they're chatting it up. And as the guy takes the rope and slides it aside, Bill goes, oh, by the way, it's his birthday. Now he has the rope in his hand. He looks me dead in the eyes. He goes, Jim? And I went, yeah. Have we met? No. I turned to Bill. I said, you're a fucker. Well, don't blame Bill for that. Yeah. I told you. I told you it wasn't me. That that was me, one hundred percent me. <laughs> but he did have to point it out right at that point in time, and I'm like, duh. He was the one I was with. I just, I want. I mean, it's a special day. I mean, you know, I mean, I'd want people to know. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, you get an extra scoop of ice cream on your birthday. You go to Shady Maples, you eat for free on your birthday. I mean, I figured you get things special on your birthday. That's just nice. I did get things special. Yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> yes, indeed, you did. See, because I actually broke out in a little bit of a fashion. I broke out 
the old Uncle Touchy character. But Uncle Touchy is not... See, you didn't get full-blown Uncle Touchy. You didn't get full-blown Uncle Touchy at all. Full, go ahead. What Was that Uncle Touchy? Partly. You notice I did the half-face makeup? I didn't even notice that. I didn't even that notice that either. No, I, right. I did not. Half of, half of my face was done as Uncle Touchy, and the other half was just gore. Okay. Now... It was dark. Very. And foggy in my room. It's very foggy in my room. Okay, so uh, before we do, like, the full-blown walkthrough, what was your uh, what was your thought walking up to the place? It kind of, you know, looks creepy. The uh, standing there in the waiting line watching the video that was playing. Uh, no, it was... It was, you know, it, I'm not going to say it was it was totally disturbing. The, the the really disturbing thing is once you go inside. But uh, standing outside, it was normal, you know, standing outside of a, a normal haunted house. They didn't have anybody walking around yet when we got there. We were one of the first people that were there. Right. Um, we have usually one guy constantly roaming. Um, there's usually one, one actor constantly roaming. But that we do have some people that'll occasionally go out and roam a little more um it all depends on our staffing but then you get up to the the head of the line and you're greeted by our doorman rob haynes and that's who that's who we sold you out to and that's what i noticed the 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 green light red light is a nice touch yeah it's uh it's a way that we can Keep track of well, not keep track of how many's coming, but it's our it's also with our pacing. That way, um, the girls in the first room can trigger up and let yeah, everyone yeah, know. I figured it's, I figured it much right, and it, it 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 comes down to pacing because we do um, we pride ourselves in everybody getting an individualized experience. Oh, and it was. Yes, and you you don't bump into other groups. Like, you guys came together. Uh, it was just you two. You didn't go through with anybody else. It was the Jim and Bill show. And Jim and Bill get their own private show. And that's, you know, that's one thing that sets us apart from a lot of other places is we give you the individualized attention. And full disclosure and perfect honesty here, if we know you, it's fucking worse. <laughs> Yeah, we could tell. We got out of there, and we had more of on us than anybody else. Yes. And someone else in the line looked at me even horrified because of how much I had on me. Right. Yeah, uh, they were they were looking at us. They came out with the blood experience. They just had a little bit of stuff on them. They're looking at us like, what the hell did you guys do to get beat up so bad? Well, to be fair, you didn't get it half as bad as the week before, um, a dude who worked with us for a long time, Adam Driscoll, came through. Somebody got it worse than me. Much. Oh dear lord! See, you got the you got the shaving cream pie on top of your head because it was your birthday. Adam comes in now. The room that I'm in used to be Adam's room. Okay, it was the bar? He was Sal the barber, and I kept his soundtrack. So Adam comes in. He's singing all the songs, and he got what you got times 10 I sat him down in the chair he didn't get the shaving cream pie on the head I pulled his shirt back 
and I shot shaving cream down his chest. That's hilarious. Smeared it in. <laughs> and then I started reciting his lines to him, like some of the things he said to people. I started doing that to him, right? Yeah. His lines. And then I straddled him on the ch- while he was on the chair, and I pulled out the straight razor that you got a that you got introduced to, Bill. Yeah. I put the straight razor to his face. I said, "You don't want to make me fucking slip, there, guy." <laughs> One of those things. And then I sent him on his way. With I sent him on his way down through the stone hallway. As Adam is leaving, I grab the back of his pants and the back of his drawers, and shaving cream down the crack of his ass. Yeah, I would not have enjoyed that. Adam it was hilarious. Adam Adam thought it was hilarious. So he gets pat he gets a few rooms down and he runs into one of our clowns. He runs into Taylor. And Taylor um stole this joke from me. Roses are red, violets are twisted, bend over bitch, you're about to get fisted. So Taylor says this to Adam, and Adam says, Don't worry. Eric already lubed me up real good because I, yeah. I, I, I must have shot a quarter of a can of shaving cream down the crack of that man's ass. You got off light. It was I couldn't stop laughing when you hit him. And so, of course, I got a slap in the face after that. Oh, yeah. So Jim takes Jim takes the majority of the shaving cream on top of his head. Bill gets slapped across the face with the plate, which, by the way, that shaving cream after that room, I was not the same because it just kept dripping on top of my goggles. Every room after that, I'm taking off my goggles, wiping them on my fucking shirt. But, of course, my fucking shirt is all messed up, so they're just getting worse. Yeah. There were rooms I couldn't even see. Oh, that, that's that's a common thing. Um, so, Fix it. No, no. No pity for you. No. No. If we know you, you get... Uh, you, if we know you, we're going to give you the business even more. Now, that's not to say that we don't fuck up our customers as it is, you know. Um, in, in fact, shortly after you guys came through, another friend of mine came through, a uh, guy named Joe Ravinsky. He does, uh, he has a website called Electroshock Entertainment. He reviews haunts for a living. And he's the reason Uncle Touchy made a comeback because he specifically requested a, a visit from his favorite uncle. Except Touchy, uh, Touchy used to be, uh, he, my way of describing Uncle Touchy was he was an equal opportunity sex offender. You know, um, it, like it, it, Uncle Touchy is an equal opportunity sex offender. Doesn't matter, animal, mineral, or vegetable, does not matter. Now, t- Uncle Touchy has undergone a psychotic break, and he's sitting there just watching his TV with static on it. And and then when the lights change, then Uncle Touchy gets a little violent. It was hilarious. I'm sorry. It was so much fun. Wasn't it, though? Just, oh, God. The, the, I didn't know you were that close to the... Of course, I know you said about the bell thing. Yeah. And the minute we walk through that thing, and I, I hear the, the bell goes off. Oh, shit. I know this room's coming. Yep. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the bell, when you open my door. I do remember hearing that now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so when you open the door, that's. Did you notice who was coming in first, though? Did, did, yeah, me the whole time hey, in the lead. No, hey, I'm not. I'm not denying. I said many times I'm hiding behind you. Yeah, well, oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. He's standing in line with his jean jacket on. And who's the guy, the gatekeeper there? Robbie. Yeah. He, he says to Bill, maybe you want to take that off. 
no, I'm, I'm going to wear it. It's okay if it gets dirty. He goes, no, so they, they know that you have a white shirt on. And I said, oh, yeah. No, I wasn't yeah. going he's, he's trying to hide it. No, I was doing the, look, I, I'm wearing the same jacket tonight. Still got some good stuff on it. I want to have a souvenir. Right. <laughs> See, now, um, and, and don't point at me with that tone either. Shut up. You're See, talking to me. I'm talking to both of you. Oh. Um, the girls in the front in the first room. Okay. When, when he opens up the door, uh huh, and you just see that it, it's a, a small square room, with a it's like green lit a little bit, a okay, green lamp in there I think. Right. Some kind of thing up against the wall. Bill, do you remember what the hell it was? What the, the picture? The picture. Okay. It was a nun. No, no, no. The, as soon as we first go in. He opens up the door and says, we, and he yells, we have friends and family. Oh, and we also have a birthday. Okay, so when you walk down the stairs, okay, you walk down the stairs, you make the left. Yes. The first room is the, is the, is the nun room. Okay, but you have to get there. Right. So there's like a narrow corridor to the left. This is when he's in front of me. Right. Now, are there people in there? No, no, there's nobody in the corridor. Not until you get to the nun room. Did someone touch you? I could have sworn I got touched. It's possible. Mariah could have snuck behind there. <laughs> that's, that's when I said somebody was touching the back of my neck. That, like I said, Mariah could have snuck behind there. That's funny. But there's a, uh, one of our emergency exit doors is actually located between my room and that room. So as soon as you were past that room, I knew you were in. Because Peyton dips her head into my room. Bill's here. See, it's not like I'm setting these guys set everything up. I had nothing to do with it. No, because uh, uh, Peyton had met Bill the night before. But yeah, uh, Peyton uh, let me know that you guys were in. So that's when I, I prepared the shaving cream pie and got ready. What is. Bill, the corridor where I was pushing you, was that at the beginning or was that midway through? I have no idea anymore. Honestly, okay. that place turns you around so much. Let, there was there was like rubber, thick rubber sheets hanging down. That's after the nuns. That's, okay, that's where shit got fucked up. Right. And then, okay, after the nuns, then well, you... First, the nun was absolutely incredible. She was freaking phenomenal. Right. Just screaming in our face and wiping shit all over our faces. And then you get to the confessional. Yeah. Yeah, she. Yeah, well, that's what she did. She pushed us in. The well, corner. no, there's another one. The the there's the nuns before the girl in the in the like behind the plexiglass thing when you first go in, the first room in. We missed that one. No, you. Uh, well, you may not remember it, but it's there. But then you get to the confessional where one of you has to sit on the th on the seat and confess your sins. Both of us did. Yeah, they made us both do it. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Good, because you're both sinners. I'm not. I said I have no sin. Like I'm like a rolling stone. The stone sinned a lot, dude. No, 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 no. Not a rolling like like you know like a rolling stone gathers no sin. No, it gathers no moss. Well, what's the thing about sinning and stones? Those who let 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 thee without. Sin. Let he cast who was out first, sin. Yeah, that yeah. Thing. So yeah, I cast I, the first stone. So see, so like like a rolling stone through a glass house. Oh, shut up! What the fuck? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, so after you get through the confessional, then you're at, then 
Uh, then is actually the rubber room, the rubber walls. That's where we had, I, I felt, I mean, it, how about you, like people just touching you from everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's part, a lot of that is the, the rubber room and people will push on that. Well, and we, we yeah, but they were touching. And then, and then. Underneath, yeah. He, he, he's not sure which way to go. So as we're walking, somebody gets my shoulders and starts pushing me. Right. Into him. Right. It, that's getting you yeah, in the right direction. getting you through. And then he's like, stop pushing me. I can't help it. Someone's pushing me. Right. And then the next room in is when you encounter Michael Myers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Banging that shit around constantly. That is a three-eighth inch toe chain. I remember that now. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is all coming back to me. That's a three-eighth inch toe chain hitting uh, uh, steel. You know, and it's probably eighth inch steel. Uh, Bill got to see the last piece of steel that was on the wall that lasted a season and a half. And it's it's it looks like it looks like a bomb went off behind it. Oh yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah. And after that, you... after that, I ended up getting the lead because I think he held you there for a little bit. Did he not? Yeah, yeah. He held he held me back a little bit. He wanted he wanted the chit chat. <laughs> Oh, Jason wanted to chit chat. Yeah. Okay. Then you go through the little hallway, which leads to the barber shop, which is no longer a barber shop, and that's where you meet me. When does Beetlejuice appear? That's later on. Okay. We'll wow, get... I'm really confused. We'll... You're, you're way ahead of yourself. Oh, I know I am. You're way ahead of yourself. Then you come to me, and what was with the murder by numbers? It's we're gonna play a game. Step one: I slit your throat. Just it has to happen. This is not fucking optional. Step two, I'm going to play in your blood. Strictly a me thing. I just do it because I like it. Step three, four, five. It's better that you don't ask. <laughs> and the numbers don't mean shit. You all die anyway. This is all for my accounting. I remember that. Right. But so, then, then you counted to get to the knife. And he kind of like looked at me, Bill. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, should I fucking go or not? And I start walking. Next thing I know, boom, he gets you. Yeah, the next, okay, so I, I, I give you your countdown, three, two, one, go, and I send you on your way. But normally what I will do is I will keep one person behind because I have my large knife that I put away to lull you into a false sense of security. What you don't know is I have a straight razor in my pocket. You're very quick with that straight razor. Uh -huh. <laughs> what well, it was? I, I turned around and I hear me. You didn't think I had this other one, did you? Yeah, as I've got Bill by the goozle, <laughs> I've got Bill by the neck, and I've got him up against the wall with a straight razor to his face. Uh, but it's a gimmick straight razor. You were in no real danger. Oh, that you know of. That you know of. Oh. Okay, so next you go down the stone hallway. There's gunfire there, isn't there? No. No, I think that was the air gun that hit you in the. Cr hit me in the That's crotch. later on. Yeah. That's okay. later on. The stone hallway is is that foggy little hallway with the laser beam, with the laser light in there, and there's a actor in there at the end. That's yeah. That's kind of like one of our few pop scares. Mm. It's one of our few pop scares, because uh, it's a really good place to hide because the way that it's lit just kind of throws you off balance. I'm pretty sure this is where motherfucker was mentioned. 
There were there were a lot of motherfuckers it's mentioned that the night. The way it's lit. That yeah. no place yeah. is lit. Yeah. You could you could hide real bodies in there for Christ's <laughs> sake. The way it's lit. There were some such dark places in there. I was telling him he got pushed ahead, right? Oh and, god. Yeah. And and I was reaching my hand out and I put my hand on somebody's back I thought was him. But well, it wasn't him. Because the person like took my hand, it was wrapped, an actor, wrapped it around his waist or her waist, I don't know, and then started caressing my hand, and I'm like, "That's not Jim." <laughs> where wh- where was that at? I, it was in a really dark hallway. In a really dark we hallway. Had, we had gotten separated. Okay, so that hang on, we may be getting to that point. Okay. <laughs> after okay, after the stone hallway, then you come to the mine shaft. Yeah, that's where you got taken into the mine. How am I forgetting this? That was with the shovel. He kept going after with you with the shovel. That's right. Okay. Yep, that's the mine shaft. Um, which and that's a really cool scare because the way that we the way that it was built, we could trap you in either one of the in either one of the sections of it. Yeah. He grabbed you and he t- he took off and I just kind of I just kind of stood there as like let him go. And after the bar after the uh, after the mine shaft we come to the kitchen. That used to be my domain. Yeah, this guy lies and says it wasn't his birthday; it was mine. And she believed me. Now, oh yeah, that's right. It yeah, matter. She believed you. We both got whatever. Yeah, we both got slobbered on. It was all kinds of shit all over us. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 kitchen actually used to be my domain. That was Harry the bastard, Harry the bastard's Cajun kitchen. <laughs> you, you you, I saw the look. You know where I got the name. Yeah. But um, actually, what I did was uh, this was two years ago. The last uh, the last season we were open. Um, as we were getting ready to open is when I lost my fe- my friend Bo, Bo Broussard, mm-hmm. and I had. Like I, when I came up with the idea for Harry the Bastard, it was going to be the Cajun kitchen. I was going to dress, you know, like a, as Bo would call it, a levee rat. Guy lives on the freaking levee down in Louisiana. I even sent him a picture of the character, and he's like, "Dude, you look like you belong straight, like like right on the levee." I'm like, "Perfect, it's what I'm going for." And Bill, pa- or not Bill, um, Bo passed away just before the season opened two years ago, and. I gave him a little bit more of a backstory. His full his name was Harry Broussard. <laughs> I made him Harry Broussard, and when I would do my spiel, I would talk about how my mama Wanda May, which was Bo's mom's name, which is Bo's mom's name. My mama Wanda May Broussard. She told me how to make the boo dandy etouffee. I got everything over here, man. I got these gators over. Here. You know, really embellished it in Bo's uh, in Bo's honor. But I obviously don't do that room anymore. <laughs> it's a fun room, but it's one that uh, we've had. That that's a room that we've had for a long time. What my favorite scare in that room, though, was um, I had two favorite scares. I had a like a twelve inch, quarter inch, twelve inch long, quarter inch thick meat cleaver that I found in my mom's basement. Bill, you've been to my mom's house. Yeah. You know what that basement looks like. Oh, yeah. I found this fucking meat cleaver down there. And it, it it's heavy as balls. And I would bang that off of the 
I'd bang that off of the uh, the stove in there and whatnot. And there's a dummy in there. I don't know if you took notice to the dummy, but the dummy has a knife stuck in the back of her head. So it'd be like, oh, the last the last one came in here, look like you. I put that bolt, I put that blade right in the back of her head. <gasps> Sucks for you. That's the only one I got left. And I pull this out this big ass meat cleaver, right? <laughs> that kind of thing. And the other really good scare in there is there's a an electric jigsaw with no blade in it and a roasting pan. See, none of that was used. She was just kind of in our face. Right. Talking and then just threw shit on us. Right. It was it was kind of yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. From what I remember. But that uh that electric jigsaw was one of my favorite props and you talk about something that's startling and will send people running. You take that jigsaw. Yeah, a fucking chainsaw. Well, I don't we're, we'll get there. I know. We'll get there. But take that jigsaw and put it up against that roasting pan and pull the trigger. Yeah, that noise that. that noise is fucking jarring. And I used to have we used to have body bags. It looked it looked like you had six corpses in body bags hanging on the exit to that room. Those are those have been moved. But then you come out of there and you come into kind of like our our it hallway where you've got the scary, not scary doors. With the clowns? And the mannequins, yes. The, yeah. The clown mannequins. Oh, okay. Now, uh, I don't remember. Was that hallway inhabited when you guys were there? Yeah, there was a clown there. Okay. When we, yeah, you would you would walk, and then it made a right, and that's the hallway that the person was in. Right. Now, did you, um, the clown that was there that night, did he have like a scarecrow-type mask on? Almost like a burlap mask. God, I can't remember much. My glasses were fogged up. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, said, I, I was... think that's where it was. I think I think that's who was in there that night. Um, but then you go past that, and that's where you're talking about the air cannon. Yeah, got me right in the scrote. I mean, I was standing right in front of it. It went off and was like, whoo! Well, but before you get there, if I have time to do it, between, if I don't have a group in my room, I have a little trap door there. You did. You did. Right. I didn't have, because I didn't have a group. Yeah. I had a little you trap. You the shit out of me. You bumped out like that, you prick. Hey, I'm not done with you yet. You thought I was done with you. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a little trap door there. And just the noise of that trap door dropping yep. will. Yep. I did not even hear the noise. I just felt you, like someone coming through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So then you get out of that, out of the, that's our, our tickler, uh, kind of a tickler hallway because of what's in there. You can feel it against your skin. I don't want to ruin the magic, tell you what it is. Okay. Is that the one that was getting narrower as we were walking through? No, I don't know. That might have been one. It does get a bit narrower. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to ruin the magic and tell you what's actually tickle, tickling you. That, that's okay. That's fine. Completely pitch black until that light cannon air cannon goes off. And that's when you meet, and after that is where you meet Beetlejuice. Full disclosure, I couldn't really see Beetlejuice, especially what he pointed to, because <laughs> I was fully smeared by that point. Right. Um, and Beetlejuice, that's pretty much our last zone in the building. Beetlejuice sends you up the steps, or sends you through. I mean, there's a, yeah. uh, he's the last actor okay, yeah. in, the, in the building. And then you go through the hallway with the heads and the movable, the moving floor. and Yeah, this dickhead kept it with the heads. 
Well, you knew you wanted some head. Well, yeah, not only that, you know, I'm walking first. What am I going to do? I'm going to swat it out of the way. I can't help it. You're getting swatted no, in the head. You're not swatting it out of the way. You're you're hitting it forward and ducking under it, and then it's hitting me full on in the face. Well, what else are you supposed to do? To the side, to the side, physics man. Asshole. Right away. So, so next would be Leatherface. Yep, that's when you got up got up outside, and that's when I got outside. And that's when I really got to clean, because then I got to see my glasses a lot better. Oh, that was... We I had, had a little I, bit of light. I, I got to say, right around the leather face was where it was like, I swear to God, it was like, I didn't think sometimes, I think these people wandered in off the streets. These weren't actors anymore. <laughs> those those people freaked me the hell out. Well, you know Le- who you know Leatherface. I probably do. I mean, I knew, I, I didn't know who a lot of people were under their makeup. That was Doug. Wargo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but his his cohorts with the chair, just oh man. Okay, just, <laughs> now did you get did you get stuck in the cage outside? No, no. If you're t- mainly because, mainly because I think we were dicking around wait, so much. No, no, wait. Are you Le- talking with with the guys with the chainsaws chasing us around? No, we're still at Leatherface. Is that what you're talking about, Leatherface? Right after Leatherface, after the after that section, there's a cage that you can be stuck in. No. Okay, it's a very narrow cage, like barely wide enough for you to stand in. Okay, now let me tell you a little something about that cage. And I wish we could get somebody that could do it as good as Randy used to do it. That was Randy's cage, my son, my kid. That was Randy's cage. Now, imagine this. How, I, I, Jim, I want your reaction on this. Imagine having a 5 foot 11 inch tall, 340 pound man in a torn muumuu with his with his tits hanging out and a barbecued pig face mask asking you to milk the pig <laughs> that, that is that is a bit disturbing incredibly disturbing i watched randy um uh, i watched randy have a dude on the ground cowering cowering really? yes and like what happened was I was roaming at the time and some girls had just finished and they said they wanted to get a picture taken with the pig man. It was getting towards the end of the night. So I'm like, all right, hang out here. I'll go see if I can get them to come out after we're done. I go back and I'm trying to sneak through cause I'm still in character, right? Um, I'm still, you know, in my character and I'm trying to sneak through. So nobody, so the customers can't see me and Randy sees me when I get to him and he's got this dude who's shorter than me on the ground. He's saying, look, I caught a midget. Can we keep him? As he's poking the dude. Can we keep the midget? Can we keep the midget? <laughs> yeah. What was that guy doing? How did the guy get on the ground? Did the guy just like. He just dropped. <gasps> One of those things. Randy made a dude shit himself in that cage. Come on. Yep. Legit. Made a guy shit his pants. Uh, we, we definitely were not in the cage. No, no, I, I thought he meant the cage was when the guys with the chainsaws were chasing us around. No, that's that's after the cage. Um, that actually, a few years ago, when Mark first painted that wall, uh, when Carrazzo first painted that wall, that was kind of like, a, uh, we kind of did like a temple in there. Okay. And uh, we, had a, we had a priest in there, and Randy actually picked people up and stuffed them in a casket. Good Lord. Yeah. 
It's... He would pick people up, stuff, stuff them in a casket. Yeah. Um, after that, you get into the mannequin room. Well, now, tell him what happened to you in a chainsaw. What? The chainsaw on your chest. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta... Did he put the chainsaw on your chest? No. What? No, I said he did. No, I know, but you asked him if I got that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is oh, yeah, that's shocking? why I said they were they were creepy as all hell because you could feel the heat, smell the gasoline. They're real chainsaws. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, even, they're real. Even with no chains, that's like, holy shit. Well, the thing is, we gimmick the chain. Yeah. We take the, cha- the actual chain off, mm-hmm. and we weld bicycle chains on it. In the dark, you can't tell the fucking difference. Damn right you can't. We weld, we weld bicycle chains onto the bars. Yeah, it's, it's very convincing to the point where it's like, you know, these nuts are off the street now. <laughs> Some, right. Somebody's going to take this too far. And then after you get through there, um, you get into the mannequin room. That was the, where the mannequin room is now. That was the site of Uncle Touchy's original playhouse from hell. Think of uh, my my vision was the pillow fort from hell. When we built it, all the walls were kids blankets. Oh, my God. Yeah. All the walls were kids blankets. And I had a pallet wall with a curtain in front of it. When I moved that curtain, there were stuffed animals that were night that were stuck to the wall with knives and a few pair of handcuffs and various and sundry other things. And I had a little kid's piano in there. And the soundtrack was... Oh, that's not creepy at all. Wait, wait, hang on. It gets better. The soundtrack that I better. used was... Uh, the songs were Hit Me Baby One More Time. The Time Warp. Um, and and uh, a few other, like, girly pop songs. And I had this little kid's piano. I actually learned how to play the the riff to baby one more time on this fucking kid's piano so people would come in and i would be playing this or if the time warp was on i would get up and i would start doing the time warp and i would make people do the time warp with me nice (laughs) and if you were blood experience i had a super soaker i had a super soaker full of blood oh my god yeah and i would have a pair of fuzzy cuffs handcuffed around one of my wrists and I would handcuff somebody to me with fuzzy cuffs. That was Uncle Touchy. That was the that was the genesis of Uncle Touchy. Almost almost glad I didn't see that yeah, room at this point. Oh, Touchy got worse. Yeah. You touchy <laughs> got much worse. Um after that you step into our insane asylum. This this one blew my mind because I walk into it. I think you enter the room from the left. You come in and it's like greenish. Yep. And I heard somebody pop, scream, and run into the other room. Right. Now, I'm going into the other room and I don't see anybody. And Bill even heard me say, where the fuck did she go? And just as soon as I said it, there's like a cabinet up against the wall to my left. She pops out from behind the freaking cabinet. Scares me half to freaking death. Dana's good. Dana's real good. She was hilarious. Yeah. She was. She might have been my favorite. Uh, I'm going to categorize it as a female actor in the whole thing. Because, man, she took Ronch to a whole new level. And I absolutely loved it. Oh, Dana's great. Yes. Like, uh, Dana's great. 
she she's fantastic. Um, go ahead. She she took us to the doctor then. Yes. So I, that that it all confused me. I got thrown down. Now who was the doctor that night? Was it Chuck? I don't know. I honestly I or was you, Chuck in the butcher shop? He had some big hairy mask. Honestly, on. I could not tell. You're the only one that I well. You and Tyler are the only two people I really know. Because I thought Chuck said he was doing radioactive. Yeah, so Chuck was probably at the butcher shop with Doug. Yeah, so I was trying to figure out who was who and who was where. And, like, I didn't know who anybody was. I don't know. I don't know if Mark was. I don't know if Mark Amorum was the doctor that night. But um, we we offer one-stop shopping at the Halls of Horror Health Clinic. Uh, it's artificial insemination, abortions, the whole schmear. Well, I put a I put a vacuum up his ass. So yeah, the doctor willingly, to willingly yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He had his feet up. Get the vacuum. Get the vacuum. Okay. Right. Yep. And so after that, after you leave the doctor's office, then you come into the carnival. I, I think we were moving a little too slow because she like forcefully shoved me out of the room. Like, oh, no, it's not. I don't think it was so much forcefully. Is that it's like. You don't know where the exits and entrances are. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of, like, everything kind of blends. Get the yeah, fuck out. it's it's designed that way specifically. Um, you know, it, it it's designed that way specifically. You see the footprint of the building. We have ten rooms downstairs. Mm-hmm. We have ten zones down downstairs. So after that, you go to um, where the old or our old ticket booth is. Yeah, and, and the clown tells us not to be a pussy. Right. That is, uh, that's Chuck's nephew. That's, uh, that's Dave Pereira Jr. The guy that used to, used to own mug shots, it's his son. It's his son, David. Um, David, uh, he's King Carney. And then we have the ice cream truck. Well, the, the funny thing that happened here is I guess there was some kind of booth. You have the ticket booth. Yeah. And then there's some kind of thing over on the right. The claw machine. Claw machine. Okay. So Bill is having something go on with him he can explain that with the clown there while that's going on once again i take my glasses off and i lift up the white shirt get the re- the orange shirt underneath start wiping off my glasses the clown in the ticket booth says to me do you want me to rip off my undies so you can wipe it off at that point i said how about you just whip it out and piss on them just to clean it there, there you and, go. Then, and then he took us off yeah well, i don't know he said there was two rules that i was supposed to remember and when I did the whole claw thing, somebody jumped out, did a jump stare. And next thing you know, I'm getting grabbed by the neck up against the wall. You know, I told you what you two rules. What were the two rules? And I was like, stand on the mat. Don't be a pussy. What were the three rules? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the game we play. Now, that claw machine, that that claw machine we found. We found it. We brought it back to the. We bought it. Brought it back to the barn. Took the glass out. Built a false bottom in it. Okay, that where where all the stuffed animals are. Yeah. There's actually a little uh, cutout in there, because Jesse, my middle one, when he worked uh, when he worked with us, that claw machine's original place was in the line. Mm-hmm. And Jesse would be roaming, and then he occasionally you know, he come into the clown or in like behind the line and he would duck into the clown machine and there was a bell on there and it would say like the sign says ring bell at own risk or do not ring bell 
<laughs> if you ring the bell, Jesse pops up out from underneath the stuffed animals. And if you're blood experienced, you get shot with a squirt gun. I told you not to ring the fucking bell. <laughs> don't you listen? Don't don't you listen? <laughs> so now, uh, I mean, obviously Jesse's gotten considerably bigger since then, so he yeah. couldn't fit in the clown. I think I saw you. In you the claw po- machine. I know you posted pictures of him in the clown outfit once. Yeah, boy's a creepy clown. Yep, that was Bam Bam the clown. Yeah, because <laughs> he had a hammer he carried with him. He had a he had a he had like a a. Uh, uh, like a croquet mallet yeah, he carried yeah, yeah. with him. Yep, that was Bam Bam the Clown. So after you're done with the carnival. Well, we get oh, that's when we get the ice cream thrown on us. Yep, then you get to the ice cream truck. <laughs> and then I had to toot his horn. Sorry. No, yeah, we get the ice cream truck. We get chocolate thrown on us. Yep. Whipped cream thrown on us. And what else? It was red. Sprinkles! Sprinkles, that's right. Still got sprinkles all over the place. And then yeah, that's when you're walking out and he has the air pump. He goes, toot my horn. Pump it, pump it. Oh, well, of course, I did it. <laughs> yep, that, uh, that is the home of the Sloppy Sunday special. Yes, that, was, that, was, that was awesome. And he was so nice and laid back. And, you know, he just, he just wanted to make you in a Sunday and probably eat you. That was, uh, that was one of our more ambitious builds, believe it or not, was that <laughs> ice cream truck. Um, and it's, fa- it's fashioned after, you remember the game Twisted Metal? Oh, yeah. It's fashioned after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have the freaking the the clown's head for on the top of the ice cream truck, too. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to show you a picture here. There's you see that black shit on there, Bill? Yeah. No, you don't have any of that. I don't know where it came from. No, I don't know where it came from. That's the chocolate sauce. Yeah. Chocolate sauce. Yep. That's the chocolate sauce. What is it actually? Because somebody told me when I was getting squirted up and all that and I got slapped in the face. I got slapped in the mouth by somebody. And they're like, whatever it was went in my mouth. And I was like, and I went, tasty blood. He said, don't eat the blood. It's like, no, well, not like I'm trying, but don't slap me in the mouth when it's open. Well, um, <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. Um, but the chocolate sauce, if I remember correctly, that's... Uh, it's hand sanitizer. Oh, there you go. You it's, see it's, that? It's hand sanitizer with coloring in it. Yeah. Because uh, when we make uh, when we would make the poo that people would smear on you in the insane asylum, that's what it was. <laughs> it was hand sanitizer colored to look like runny shit. I can't believe it had that consistency and, and stays like that. We're good, aren't we? Okay, so after we're done with the after we're done with the ice cream truck, now we head to Hillbilly Hollow. Yep. Yes. Yep. It reminded me. I got homesick. It reminded me of Lee Heighton. <laughs> you said it, not me. I said it in there. So you step into Hillbilly Hollow and you're greeted on the front porch. Yeah, by, by the old man. Yeah, the old man that has shit. He's watching TV, but there's shit burning inside the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good TV show, isn't it? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and I just looked at him and said, oh, yes, it is. Okay, so after we leave the front porch, now you're met by one of the one of the sisters, one of the inbred sisters that's going to fire fetuses at you. Yes. Well, somebody told us about... 
the girl that has all these kids and she just keeps having babies and then you take another step and all of a sudden the fetus flies out in front of you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, she washed it off. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she washed it off in that bucket of baby parts and then wiped the placenta juice on us. Uh-huh. Welcome to Hillbilly Hollow. Yep. Keeps your skin smooth, she said. Yes. And then after that, uh, on your right-hand side, you will see the Methylator 3000. Oh, yeah. And that's when you meet our friend Tyler. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Bill had a fun time. I got to hear Bill squeal like a pig. Well, we're not going to get to the VIP lounge yet. Did Tyler rattle off every drug from A to Z? Every drug from A to Z. He got the R. He got to R? He stopped at R and then started going to it. Well, that's when I got pulled in. Okay. He pre- <laughs> See, now... But he was very impressive with all the ones. See, now this is Tyler's dedication to what we do. Tyler actually... He drives to New York every day for work. He's an elevator builder. And he works in New, in New York City. So he commutes from... Basically from Forest and Road to New York City every day. And he came up with a drug for every letter of the alphabet and memorized that shit and can rattle it off in about 30 seconds. Oh, he was talking very fast. Oh, it was impressive. You'd I was, I was it listening was like to him. He it. was on speed himself. I was going to say, you'd swear the kid was really on math. Exactly. Right. He's also the drummer for Red Shirt, Black Shirt, yeah. and for Deprived. Great, dr- fucking amazing drummer and a super cool dude. I, I I love Tyler to death. Oh, so then you got pulled into the VIP lounge. Oh, yeah. well, pulled in and like thrown onto. I'm I'm assuming it was a mattress, but hell, it could have been a hay bale with a pillow. It wasn't. It, it's <laughs> it was it's just, neither. Yeah, it's a table with it's a table with some padding. Jeez, yeah, it was like, and it, he wouldn't get off of me till I squealed. So just I'll tell it I'm gonna squeal. I don't care. See now that used to be Uncle Touchy's room. <laughs> Uncle Touchy used to. Have the uh, Uncle Touchy had a lot of rooms. Uncle Touchy's been everywhere. Yes. Touchy used to do the VIP lounge, and now that's where Touchy really turned the corner into some twisted, um, twisted, sh- uh, really twisted shit. Because uh, I don't know if you took notice, but there's a bucket hanging on the wall in the VIP lounge. I was. Uh, not privy to the absolute inside of the VIP lounge. I kind of just peered around the curtain watching uh, Bill getting wrestled with. Okay, so what I... Nice way of putting it. And, and, and dry humped. What I used to do is I would take... I'd throw people... I'd put people on the bed, right? Uh, I'd put people on the bed. But I would more often than not, I would throw myself onto the bed and just kind of land in a you know casual sexy pose... And ask somebody if they wanted to wrestle or something like that. And I would sit everybody down. Come on, sit down, sit down, sit down. Ooh. And I'd pick a guy out of the group. And I would start messing with him. Oh, don't worry, stud. I got something extra special for you. I got all kinds of lubricants over there. I got the WD-40. I got the 30-weight motor oil. I got the extra special hog grease. I even got the PB blaster if you a real tight ass. You know, that kind of shit. And, oh, don't worry, I got some extra special hog lube for you. You ever roll in the hay with a hog? You about to. Like, if it, if I would have been in the VIP lounge when you guys came in, since it was your birthday, Jim, you would have gotten your ankles thrown around your ears, okay? And I would have jumped on top of you and said, we're going to make Heine babies tonight. <laughs> yes. 
It would, that would have been hilarious. We gonna make honey babies tonight. Oh yeah. Yep. Good shit. And then from there, you go through the workshop. That's, I guess, where I think where we get cleaned off, or was it where we get insulted again? A little bit of both. Yeah. Just... A little bit of both. And after that, you exit the door and you come through the graveyard and we finished. You have a sigh of relief. Yes. What the fuck just happened to me? Well, um, yep. my 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 friend Joe Ravinsky, had, in his reviews, he has called it the most psychologically damaging haunted house he's ever been to. And, and, and that's just it. It wasn't like I tried to explain it to, to Bella. I said, it's not like jump scares or stuff to get you. It's stuff to fuck with your mind. Yeah. We want to make you uncomfortable. Oh, it worked. We want to make I, you uncomfortable. I, I, although it's, it's funny because I know you, nope, you can't, everybody can't, uh, get on one person the whole way through. So a whole bunch of people get to watch as, but eventually someone gets their turn. Oh yeah. You know, oh, everybody yeah. gets their turn. I was hoping I wouldn't have my turn, but boy, did boy, Tyler made damn sure I got a turn. <laughs> yeah. He, he made damn sure I got a turn. Yeah. And we'll make, you know, we like, I'll single out one person in a group and unless you really fucking stand out, everybody in the group is going to get it. But if somebody really stands out, or if somebody is cowering behind somebody else, yep. they make themselves a target. Yep. Okay. Now, a lot of times, the ones that are cowering, I don't even go for. It's too easy. It's low-hanging fruit. I like the ones that try to put on the tough guy facade. They're the ones that are fun to crack. <laughs> and you want to talk about, you want to talk about, like, really messing with someone's head. The first year I did Uncle Touchy, when I had the when I had the pillow fort from hell in the back, mm-hmm. I had a six foot seven inch tall man running away from me, and I never touched him. Running away, just by visual, strictly visual, and the things that came out of my mouth. And he ran out of the room. Ran around the room looking for the exit. <laughs> <laughs> ran around the room looking for the exit. And I'm like, you ain't even close. You ain't even close. Oh, you get warmer. You get warmer. And then he finally got out as I'm chasing him around the room. <laughs> I never touched him. Oh, my God. The psychological is the the psychological's better than the pop scare. It, it's it's and, you know, that's what we pride ourselves on. We want to be we want you to experience your own personal horror movie. You know, I, I tell you, I can't imagine anybody going through it without the blood experience. It seems like it would be boring. I I agree completely with it, what he just said. It, it's not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I want to. And not, that's not an insult. Oh, I know. Okay, but it's like it seems like they they can really get into it when they're smashing stuff in your face, pushing stuff on your shirt, and all that. And it's like it seems like you have to really rely more on the vocal stuff, right? Because someone smacking you, you know, in in the, in the face when their fingers are like. It's and it's drippy and it it's it, that that slimy feeling of whatever it is. Yeah, is a lot more disturbing than if they were just talking to you. Right. You see, and that's the thing is you have to get, like the blood experience. Uh, the blood experience it enhances what you're getting. 
okay? It makes it better for the customer coming through. Now, it becomes more of a challenge for me as an actor if you're not doing blood because then I don't have that crutch to rely on. You know, I'm not good. I can't play murder by numbers with a non-blood group. I, I can't picture, you know, like I said about the nun. Um, she was literally like this far away from my face screaming and had a bowl of shit and just, just, you know, like putting and put stuff the, on my, just constantly. Put the little X on your head. It's just and, a sacrament. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only the sacrament. Yeah. And, you know, th- that room, the uh, confessional would be a great, great room for me to bring back one of my old characters, my preacher character I did. Yeah. I, I could bring the preacher back. And I'm a fucking ordained minister. It'll work. You could you could marry someone in the room. Um legally. I, I've I've told I've I've told Chuck if you if anybody ever wants to get you know, because we did have an a proposal a few years ago. We had some we had somebody propose to his girlfriend at the haunted house. Like inside while doing it? Nope, right after they came out. Okay. Right after they came out. And I told Chuck, I said, dude, if you want to do weddings here, I'm I'm in. I'll do it. I, I, if anybody wants to get married here, I will officiate that motherfucker. But yeah, it's... um. So you, you haven't... You didn't really get to see it with the lights on, so you can't appreciate the detail. Oh, I'm sure there's so much stuff we we missed because we're just trying to get from room to room and there's so many little details right everywhere and the the amazing part of what we got of what we have there is none of the set pieces are bought in we built all that we built all of that like uh when you go out when you're leaving the the graveyard yes all of the skulls we molded those in the past year they're concrete concrete skulls yes Wow, we molded we 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 did those. We casted those all in the year that we were closed for COVID. That door, the doorway that's on your left hand side as you're walking out, the fake the false doorway that's against the wall. That's another project we did during COVID. That you know it was it, we had the we were afforded the opportunity to make these new props. The Reaper walls, we casted those. Uh, we did this. We casted the skull walls. Um, the last piece, the casket that smokes and the the lid moves. Yeah, we did that this year. Um, the on the left as you leave the in in memoriam of Mark Carrazzo tombstone, Earl did that for his home haunt, and now it has a place of honor at the halls of horror. Now is that stone or styrofoam painted to look like stone? It's uh, it's it's expandable foam. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's a, it's an expandable foam that Earl, you know, car, uh, carved out the lettering, uh, painted it. All of the skull walls are expandable foam. We did those in expandable foam. We built the molds and and poured them, and all away we go. All of the artwork in the place was done by us. Uh, a lot of it, uh, a lot of it was is Mark Carrazzo's work. A lot of it is Stony DeLuna's work. Um, and the one girl in the first room, the one that you never see, and the one that was touching you, Mariah, she is our 
new in-house artist. She does most of our in-house art now. But everything you see there is like, the only thing we, we buy, the only thing that gets bought in is really our consumables. Blood, fog juice, shit we can't make. But all of our set pieces, we do. Um, we source most of our costuming from the Salvation Army. You know, we go to the Salvi. Great place to find find stuff that we can we can distress and make look like shit cheap. Uh, oh yeah, I, I built entire Halloween costumes for the kids from the Salvation Army. Yeah, good good place to to find anything you need. Yeah, and and the 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 biggest. The biggest ingredient for Halls of Horror, um, the biggest part of what we do and what makes us what we are, is passion. It, it's it's yeah. You're all lunatics. <laughs> well, yeah. Nobody nobody was phoning it in that night. No, I mean nobody. I mean that's I mean that is like everybody was like right on top of their game, and they were doing a hundred percent. And it, it didn't matter. I mean, I got to say that everybody was just, you could just tell. All, you're all lunatics. Everyone is. I love it. We love what we do. I mean, the, and the thing is, um, it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of fun. To be down in the basement, it's a tremendous amount of fun. I have a great time doing it. But it is physically and mentally exhausting. Oh, without a doubt. Especially mentally. You do that for five hours, do that for five hours in a night, group in, you know, group after group after group. And you know me, I don't take any, any, any groups off. The first group will get this. The first group gets the same intensity as the middle group gets the same intensity as the last group. It's all full tilt boogie. And the way I look at it and the way we all look at it is. If you came through at seven o'clock at night, okay. You paid the same amount of money that the people that came through at eleven o'clock paid. Exactly, and i i don't want to I don't want to jip our I don't want to jip our customers ever. Something I thought of when I when I left, uh, Bill. That Saturday that I was there with Bella, when we we, we left, we left at like what ten o'clock or something like that. There was still a line. Um, out the sidewalk to yeah. get in. Yeah. Now, at what time do you, do you cut off ticket sales at a certain time? We cut off ticket sales at eleven. Okay. Um, the way we work is we cut off ticket sales at eleven. Okay. If you bought your ticket, you're going through that night. We're not going to tell you up. Oh, well, we we're closed. You have to come back another day. No. I mean, we've gotten a lot better with our pacing over the years just from experience. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten better with our pacing to, but there's still nights that we have when I, I'm, the, I'm the third or fourth one to get released from the basement, okay? Because what happens is when the last group drops, Earl waits a minute, and then he goes down and he starts releasing people. He follows that group through, sending people, all right, comes through, gives you the high sign, we're done, you head up. I'm the fourth one to get released. Okay. I'm the fourth room to get released. And there are still nights that I, that is past midnight when I come out of the basement. Two weeks ago, not the week you guys came, the week before, I didn't get out of the basement until 1240 a.m. That was, that was the Saturday that I was at his house 
uh, with Bella. And that's when I drove by, and that's when I was like, holy shit, I can't believe all these people still here. Well, at one point, uh, at one point that Saturday night, our line was two hours plus. Oh, my God. It was yeah. two. I'm glad we went down there early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there, there, there are nights that our line will get down to the bank parking lot. Yeah, when we, when we got there, I think we were like the fifth group in line. And all of a sudden, it's like as we're moving up, the, and the longer we were there, we turn around, it's like there is a line all the way out. And, and I just said, I said, I'm glad we got here early. And think about it. That's with a streamlined yeah. waiver and ticketing process. Oh, yeah. Everything worked out really well. I mean, I, I, can't, I, yeah, I can't even complain about that. It's like sign your waiver, bring it up, pay your money. Here's your wristband. Go have fun. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it was It was very... That's from all your years working in an amusement park. Yeah, that way. Hey, <laughs> Actually, all the credit in the world, all the credit for that has to go to Chuck and Linda. Yeah. Because we used to have... Uh, well, in one of the lost episodes, like Linda said, the ticket booth was originally in front of the building. Okay? Mm-hmm. That small ticket booth where you met King Carney. That was our original ticket booth. And to streamline the process as we've grown, we modified that trailer to become our new ticket booth. And now because of the blood experience and, you know, all the shit that that entails and insurance purposes, everyone is required a waiver. We didn't even have time to read the waiver. What do uh, what does that waiver say, I wonder? Well, I think we have to give up uh, like a firstborn or some, some such like that. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait! You wait. guys, you guys put you guys could have put anything in there, which is awesome. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Your fir- firstborns. Yeah. You want her? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I have. I, I'm glad I have three sons and no daughters. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad I have three sons and no daughters. I can't wait till Ryan's able to go down to the the halls of horror. That's guy. I want to take him through. Because guys, you gotta you gotta remember. I don't need a daughter. I have a sister who's 17 years younger than me. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that the girl that took your picture yeah. when you came out, yeah. that's my sister. Yeah, I thought she looked young. Yep, that's yeah. my sister. It was kind of funny, her reaction, too. She looks like, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, like, she was even surprised how bad yeah, we she looked. She took that picture of me, like, coming out, taking my glasses off, like, Jesus You, you should have just said, your brother. I did. I said, your brother's a dick. <laughs> tell your, what do you say? Tell your brother he's an asshole. Yeah. I said, I'll tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that, that's another, <laughs> see, right there is another beautiful example of what makes Halls of Horror special. That's my that's my extended family. Yeah. Um, my sister, um, or the girl who used to do our pictures, she has another job and her work schedule precludes her from taking pictures. My sister is a very good photographer. Hey, Amber, you want a gig taking photos on Friday nights? So I got my sister down there to do pictures. Chuck and Linda absolutely saved my life. 100% saved my life. Because when I was working at the casino, it was just a bad situation. Chuck gave me a job. I worked with Chuck for close to a year repairing hot tubs with him. And I firmly believe that I would not be here if I would if that would not have if I would have not gotten the opportunity to get out of the casino when I did. So for that and just for the for the years and years of friendship, I 
you know, I'm forever loyal to Chuck and Linda. And I will, you know, I love Chuck and Linda to death. I would, I'll go to the mattresses for them anytime. Earl is, has become like a brother to me. I, you know, anything that I can do to help those people out and make no mistake about it. Those are the three masterminds behind that place. Okay. We're all parts of the machine, but that machine does not run without Linda, without Chuck, and especially without Earl. Now, do each of the actors come up with their own shtick or do the, like you said, Chuck and Linda, do they have any input suggestions? They, Chuck and Linda, uh, Chuck and Linda will have suggestions, but we are given free reign to come up with a character. Like, and I, like when we're, when we're building, when we're doing the build and we usually start building end of June, early July, because we have to build in our off time from our regular jobs. We will start workshopping ideas and we'll actually we'll actually spitball ideas all year long when we build props the idea for i hate to bring them up again but the idea for touchy was birthed in chuck's garage we were there building props one afternoon it was me chuck earl robbie was there and carrazzo we were building props and I came up with the idea for Uncle Touchy. And I never wanted to play him. I wanted Mark to be Uncle Touchy. I was going to hand that character off to Carrazzo. And Mark's like, nah, I don't want to act. I just want to walk people down the steps. Because that was, you know, Mark would walk everybody down the steps. Because before Robbie was our doorman, um, Linda's sister Rose was at the door. And Mark would walk the the guests down the steps. What was he dressed up as? Nothing. He's just Mark. <laughs> he was just Mark. So he was dressed in jeans, a hoodie, and a beanie, like he always was. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was Mark's thing. And right by where my where my gimmicks are all hung, where my all my costuming is hung, there's an eight by ten picture of Mark, a paint bottle of his of his ashes. Because he was our artist, so we fe- uh, we actually had a little ceremony at the haunted house. Um, Mark's parents brought the brought his ashes down, and we kept some of the ashes there um, because Mark was such a huge part of what we did. Um, we felt it only fitting, and Mark's parents felt it only fitting that a piece of him stay there. Yeah. So where I have all my costumes, there's an eight by ten of Mark. A, bo- a paint bottle of his ashes and the lantern he used when he walked the people down the stairs. Now that, that if you're standing in line, okay, that building to the left, it's in that basement. Yeah. The building to the left. That's hair designs by Linda Pereira. Yes. Okay. That's hair designs by Linda Pereira. The basement of that is the halls of horror. That that building used to be the Union Hall. It, it just seemed like walking through it. I, I, maybe it's because of all the twists and turns. You don't realize how. I don't want to say small of a space, but it just seems like a lot of that's crammed into that. 
Oh, there's a the, ton. the building's long though, isn't it? Not very. Okay. It's not very long. Um it's not very long, but we have that it's a it's an absolute maze down there. Um yeah. one day I'll have to walk you through with the light with the house lights on. I'll I'll have to show you with the house lights on. But it's an absolute maze down there and you would not think we could cram what we cram into that footprint. If you look at the physical footprint of the building, you would not believe what the hell is in there. Yeah, and, I, I can't even believe it. I've been there, so. And and the fun, the the funny part is the barn behind uh, the building. See, Chuck and Linda actually own both buildings. They own hair, the hair designs building and the building. If you're facing the front of the building to the right, Chuck and Linda also own that building. Okay, so there's a barn behind the building where the law office was and uh, the tax guy or or Bob Zeller's taxes. Our barn, which is our main workshop behind there, is where we store a bunch of stuff. And that's where the caddy sits. That's where Chuck's Cadillac sits in the off season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that fucking car. 62, I think. 62 caddy. I'm one of the few people that's ever gotten to drive that. Um, Where's he cute? The Miata. Oh, the Miata stays at his house. <laughs> you can't he, even say it right. The Miata. <laughs> Miata. No, no, Linda, Linda. I'm going to race my Miata, Linda. <laughs> I need another hot pocket. <laughs> but um, no, the Miata and the ticket booth all stay at behind. Stay behind Chuck's house. Yeah. Um. But. All of the set pieces, the outdoor set pieces, the signage, all of that shit, like the Halls of Horror sign that's on Linda's building, okay? All of that shit gets stored in that basement in the off-season. The Insane Asylum is built, it's modular. It's built in four by eight sections. Screw it apart, stack it up, put it away. And the roof is nothing more than a tarp with a PVC pipe frame. Hmm. Yeah, genius how it all, it all gets put together and taken down. Yep. And the the uh there were there was years when we did not have like the outdoor was open air. Okay, the outdoor section was open air. But now we put black plastic over it to keep the guests dry. When it rains and to keep the actors dry when it fucking rains and also yeah. to keep the atmosphere as well, because when you again, you you, know, you look up, you there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, but we there are cer- certain places where we did vent the plastic chainsaw, <laughs> the chainsaw room. We need to we needed to vent the plastic there because was that outside? Yeah. The chainsaws yeah. are outside. Oh, yeah, That was uh, we, when we went up the steps. As we soon as you outside. go up the steps, you're outside. After the headroom, you go outside. But the, the chainsaw room, you went this way and then it turned around to that. It's outside. Yeah. That's outside. Is that modular as well? It's all modular. Yeah, all the outside stuff is modular. And most of the walls on the outside, like Hillbilly Hollow, is all built with pallets. It's all, it's pallets. They need some cushioning for the amount of times you get pushed up on a wall. No. Just saying. No, you're just a sissy. Girly man. They stop pushing me up against the wall. <laughs> but that's part of the fun. So overall, what was your impression? Like I said, I I can't believe it took us this long to do it. Um, 
we missed out on a lot of years, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. Well, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I had such, I had such a blast. I mean, it honestly, I mean, it reminded me so much of the Guar Show without the music, just the constant, you know. And I, and I, for one, do not mind being like manhandled and and thrown about in in the context. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't like I w- I knew I wasn't in any pure danger. Right. But the the chainsaw guys did eh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a oh, this uh, he's getting really close. Yeah. He's getting really close. Well, I mean, the the chainsaws are gimmicked. Yeah. I wish I wish I could do something like that. I really do. The cha- the chainsaws are gimmicked, and we do have screens on the carburetor, or like on the exhaust, so yeah. they can't get against you with the exhaust. Yeah. And they. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, when he says about the um, the safe words to get out. You know, well, what's the safe word? Uh, I need out now? No, it's pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. From where? Where is that safe word come in? I thought you were talking about legitimate safe words. There's yeah, That's to, what he told us to say if we wanted out. Who? Um, Robbie. In the beginning. Yeah. Robbie. Robbie. Oh. Oh, he lied. Well, no, if you tell any actor, here's the thing. That's funny. No, no, that's funny. If we would have said that inside, and they would have been, and they, you know, but maybe that means. People, the people with the chainsaws, like, put their chainsaws down, look at one another. What? <laughs> I, I, right back I, at if it. you would have come into my room and said, pineapple, 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 oh, what are you talking about? That no. Oh, my God. Because legit. Awesome. Uh, well, that was Robbie fucking Lee because he knew you. But. um, That prick. The legitimate. Good on you. The legitimate safe word is you just there. It's not really a safe word. You just tell the closest actor that you that you, I need out, and we will. I'm a pussy. Well, we don't. I'm not going to require you to say that. Like, because I like when I when I have people tap out in my room, okay, and it happens a lot. When I have people tap out in my room, I immediately break character. Are you sure you want to get out? Yeah. Okay, wait one second. And I send the rest of the group on and I escort them upstairs to the outside. Say, okay. And then I'll like I'll let Now from your room from from your room, how would you do that without disrupting the rest of the haunt? Real easy. You know the wall when you uh the wall on your left when you walk into my room with the with the bookshelf on it? Yes. That's a false wall. That's a door. Yeah, I think if I... If that I door remember. opens into the nun room where Peyton and Mariah are. And from there, I could just take you right up the front steps. There's there's emergency doors and uh, hidden doorways all throughout that place. You know something else I, I found odd? And, and Bill, you tell me if this was true or not. You didn't hear the fucking chainsaws until you were in the room. Right, because honestly, with all the chaos, they're not going running. On, yeah, but with all the chaos going on, they're not running I until mean, you get as, in the room. As we're downstairs and all the bangings going on, and the the noises and this, all the screams and all that goofy shit, I couldn't tell you what the hell was happening. Well, that, I mean, when we walked into the clown hallway, I'm looking at all the clowns like one of these is fucking real. One of these is real, and I'm looking for just any slight movement, any sudden movement. There was no sudden movement because whoever it was just came up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, but and all I'm thinking is like, there's where you want to scare, just like stand there with all the rest of them. But it's like, no, no, no. These are all actual mannequins, 
And I'm like, I'm like, which one is this? Which one is it? Which one is it? Right. And none of the none of that. They're all mannequins. Yeah. Because it would which be is extra creepy because that's you're waiting for it to happen and it never fucking does. Right. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You're waiting for one of the mannequins to move. And I'm not going to tell you where they all are, but there are several places in that room to hide. Oh, there's. T- oh, I see. I, yeah, there, I could tell there was because I kept turning around and looking and <laughs> trying to see a little bit of movement. Right. Um, but no, as far as the chainsaws, like it's it. We use sight or we use light when we use sound. As distractions, that's why the rooms are as loud as they are. That way you're not really fucking sure what's coming next. Yeah, that's OK. Like when you when you come into my room. You're going to hear that 50s soundtrack, okay? You're going to hear that 50s soundtrack. You're going to hear Fly Me to the Moon, right? I don't know what was playing when you guys came in. Uh, You might hear Hound Dog, whatever it is. That's what you're going to hear until I trigger the change, which is another thing that blows people's minds. Little simple sleight of hand goes a long way because as you guys saw, I'm pointing with my left hand at the TV. And as soon as the as soon as I trigger the change, the left hand comes up and grabs the scythe. You're never looking for when I'm triggering the fucking change. And people are like, "How did he do that?" It's very simple. I was trying to read the wall. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read the wall, but I'm trying to pay attention to you. It's like Well, you see that like because, uh, well, where you have to duck under. Yeah. Okay, that's where it says murder by numbers. And there's just numbers there and a jigsaw puzzle piece. And then I just put tick marks. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Above the steps in murder by numbers. Step one, slit your throat. Step two, play in your blood. Uh, then there's just random shit. Uh, death is just the beginning. I remember how it started. Um, sun doesn't rise at all, you know, things like that. You know, it's just random fucking shit. But the best one I've had so far this year, I had a woman come in, I uh, had a group come in. The woman picks up the phone on the wall, right? Because there's that old rotary dial phone on the wall in my room. She picks up the phone. Help, help, I need help. I go up, I grab the phone out of her hand, I smash the receiver off the wall about three times and hang it up. Nobody's going to help you in here. And she says, I need a doctor. I just pissed my pants. (laughs) Did you really piss yourself? And she shakes her head, yeah. You're fucking nasty. Get over there with your friends. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No mercy. No mercy. But if you do want to tap out, I will... Break character immediately. Now, did she want to tap out? No, she kept going. That's that's a trooper. She kept going. <laughs> it's. I wouldn't tap out. I wanted to. Get, and when you guys told me of like twenty one rooms, I I started counting them, and then I lost count somewhere. I just mm. I had no idea where I was. And right. It's like oh steps. I'm like, and I said to him, well halfway, <laughs> about yeah <laughs> yeah this the steps to the outside are about. About the halfway point. I thought we were done. Yeah, Leatherface. No. Yeah, and he's standing. Honestly, he was standing so still. 
And the worst part about it is after the thinking the clown room and all that, he's standing so still. I'm thinking, okay, that's a statue. Right. Damn and, it. And here it's done. <laughs> but now that the steps to the outside, that used to actually be a scare. Uh, we used to have an actor there. That is probably the most physically demanding scare in the haunt. And we don't do it anymore because mm. you, you need somebody really young. Uh, you need somebody young and somebody in very good shape to do it. Jesse did it for a while. There's a trap door above that. Uh, you remember where I showed you where we keep the blood? Yeah. That's where that leads. Okay. There's a trap door in that room that leads down to those barrels. Drop down onto the barrels. There's a little handle, a little bar. You, you hang, hang on, swing down, drop onto the barrels. Makes a fucking awful racket, especially if you got a chain or something in your hand. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that used to be a scare zone, too. That was, a, uh, we called it, the, that was the drop down. That we don't use anymore because that is very taxing on the knees. Mm. It's very taxing on the jump knees. Jump down and then climb back up. Yep, jump down, climb back up, rip, lather, rinse, repeat. You know, for you know a hundred groups. Oh, yeah. Do that. Do that fifty times, fifty, a hundred times a night. You know, you'll you you'll feel it. I mean, because I feel it now, and you saw what my shtick is. You know, I'm basically popping up out of a chair. And just, you know, just muscling people up against the wall. And, you know, just it, it's mine is more the the physical part for me comes in with the effort I have to put into my delivery. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I have to go. I, I, I just go full tilt. Um, and if I once again, this may be my old school thinking. But if I'm not given my all, if I'm not exhausted when I leave there at night, I didn't do my job well. I did not do my job well. And like Earl will come down, Earl comes through during the night, you know, during the during the show, make sure nobody needs anything. You know, um, now me personally, when I go down, I've got a pocket full of cough drops. I got a pocket full of cough drops to keep my throat in decent shape throughout the night. I've got four bottles of water to start the night and usually uh, a Coke, you know, to keep me going. Um, But like, I'll ask Earl, how's the line looking? And he'll just give me a nod and I know we're fucking going. And I'm, I'm one of the guys. And like I said, this may be my old school thinking. I want more people. I want, I want to be there till 12 12 30 at night because we're given that that's how the haunt makes money that's how we that's how we grow you know and i and i just i i love what i do i love entertaining people it, and it's so much fun and i get to do it i'm very fortunate that i get to do it with a group of people that i really really fucking love you know that's 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 a that's a second family right there but I'm glad you guys came through, and I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, we're going to make it a once-a-year thing, but next time I don't think we'll tell you we're coming. <laughs> oh, you think you think I won't find out? <laughs> you think... You, do, you, do you honestly think Robbie's not going to know that it's you? 
Well, well, maybe if I if I come incognito. Incognito. Yeah, I'll wear a mustache. Why don't you go in disguise instead? Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll wear a mustache. He'll never know, and I'll maybe speak with a French accent. But dude, as soon as I see you, <laughs> as soon as I see you, I, actually, as soon as, as soon as Peyton would see me, now would be. Well, it all depends where Peyton is, too. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I know you guys switch around all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. We we try to keep it fresh. We try to change two to three rooms a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to change up two or three rooms every year. That way the haunt isn't static. And it's not static anyway because it's all we're, we're, we're all improv. Yep. We don't my, my none of the lines are scripted. I have certain shit that I use all the time, but I the way I look at it, it the way I look at it is you walk into my room, I've got about 10 seconds to size you up yep. as I'm starting my spiel. It's going to vary. Right. Person. Right. It, it varies per group. And I don't, like, I change my act completely when it's obvious, when I obviously have kids in the room, you know? And I, I it, because I, believe it or not, I won't swear. <laughs> he had mentioned that to me that you were going to tone it down if I brought Bella and I said, oh, I wish he wouldn't. Well, no, I mean, if I see kids that I don't know, okay, or obviously very young children, and it blows my mind that people bring really. I was just going to say, how like like how young are we talking here? I've seen kids like three, four years old. Come on. That their parents bring. Yeah. You know, when we when I said I was going to take Bella. Uh, Jimmy got all pissy. He's 12 years old. I said, you ain't freaking going through that shit. Right. I had a, I had a, had somebody ask me the other day, um, would you recommend, you know, bringing a 12 year old through the halls of horror? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I said, usually what I would, what I tell people is if your kid, if you let your kid watch horror movies, then it's pretty much okay. Well, and then, like, I'll get, well, what are we talking? Are we talking, you know, and they'll say something like Scream or something. <laughs> I say, no. Have you ever let your children watch the Saw movies? That's what me and Jimmy are watching now. We're on number five. I have the entire collection upstairs. So do I. Um, uh, uh, if you let your kids watch the Saw movies and you're not afraid of a little bit of coarse language, give it a shot. But for the most part, don't bring your kids. Yeah, his 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 maturity isn't there, right? And at that age, for you know, regardless. And I don't want to I don't want to cast any aspersions on my fellow castmates, but we have some that are not as quick as say me or Chuck or Chase. You know, we're, they're not as quick to adapt on the fly. And they're not going to tone down things for a younger audience, you know, and I, I do. I, I will tone my stuff down for a younger audience. Uh, if if a couple like even Jesse's friends, you know, and Jesse's 18, if he brings some of his some of his friends through, I'll kind of size up the group. But I know if they're hanging out with Jesse, they're going to be able to take it. You know, because Jesse's going to get the hardest part of it anyway, because he's my kid. 
But like, say, Alistair and his friends would come through, my youngest. I would change up my shtick for you know, Alistair's friends because Alistair's 13. You know, I'll change it up because I, I the last thing I want for Chuck and Linda is for some angry parent yelling at them. What are your one of your actors called my kid a fucking asshole? Well, is your kid a fucking asshole? You know, that would, you know, what would be what I was thinking. But I don't the last thing I want is Chuck and Earl and Linda to get jammed up. Yeah. I don't want that. And I try to be better than that, even with a lot of the adult groups. I'll try not to curse. I'll try not to curse. With you guys, no. Try. No. No. Jeez, you you guys. You, honestly, everything that was like done to us and the set and I I couldn't care less about any of it. It was it was too much fun. That's well, what I came for. Well, I know you I know you can yeah. I know that you're okay with it. Holds a straight razor to your throat but doesn't want to curse. Right. But that that's the thing is and here, here's another. I try to be more clever than that. Not every and and it desensitizes you if you hear the f bomb dropped in every room. <laughs> yeah, by me. <laughs> if you hear the f bomb dropped by every in every room, it after a while it's okay. It's just people saying fuck everywhere. You know, I try to be. I try to be a little more clever than that. That's why I do the countdown. There's the knife. There's the door. <laughs> You get there before I get there. You win the game. You you were more intense than that, which was hilarious. Because then I'm thinking to myself, I could actually make it out the door. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was and I was like looking at the door. I'm thinking, uh, and he starts counting. I'm thinking, what the fuck do I do? I'm like looking at him, looking at you, looking at him, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a I had a group on Saturday night. Turn the tables on, uh, not turn the tables on me, but a guy got one over on me, right? It was a group of four. I'm doing the whole step one. I'm going to slit your throat. Step two, playing your blah, 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 right? I'm going to put the knife over there. And he says, hey, what's that step over there? So I turned around and looked. And <laughs> son of a bitch, didn't he bolt through the goddamn door? I looked at, the, I looked at his friends. I said, he just sold you out. He just sold you out. You're all done. No countdown. And then I went. And I grabbed the freaking scythe. I went. I went back to the radio. I grabbed the scythe, and then they all bolted. No but Saturday night, I had a guy almost knock himself out leaving my room. He forgot it. He forgot a duck. Yep. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Well, yep. Freaking smacked his head right off the right off the wall. I drop I drop character immediately. Dude, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Are you sure you're all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. Oh, oh man. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night was a hell. Of, Saturday night was a hell of a night. Um, we we were there till I was there till almost midnight. I was down in the Ugh. down in the hole till almost midnight. Now we're getting to the point in the year where we're actually going to ramp up to three days a week. The last two weeks of the season, we go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we're opening an hour earlier. On a th uh, we're opening an hour earlier on a couple of those nights as well. But this coming Sunday, uh, which is actually going to be the day we release, I release this show. Um, 
this coming Sunday, we're doing something that we've never done before. We're doing a scaredy pants, family friendly walkthrough. And what that is, is it's the same haunt, same dark, foggy, loud, creepy haunt with no, but just with no actors. We're going to open the, we're going to open up the haunt for people that, you know, they want to check it out, but they're afraid. So we're going to do that on Sunday. Uh, I think from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. we're open up and it's going to be children 12 and under is ten dollars. Thirteen and up is fifteen dollars. No actors. So you don't have to worry about getting pop scared or anything like that. You're just going to get to walk through the haunt as if it was operational just with no cast. Is the baby still going to fly out? I don't think the baby will still fly out because the person in said baby shooter chair needs to actuate that. Okay. I was, I don't know how anything, I mean. Oh, didn't you hear the little toot before the baby went flying? Oh, that's over behind me again. Yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, Jim, Jim, the wonders of an air compressor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I know, I know that some, some haunts that I did when I was a kid, they had a lot of pressure plates. Right. And whenever you, you know, you, you'd walk into a room, step on something, and that would activate something else. I no. don't know if there are any pressure plates. In- nope. Nope. We don't have that. The only thing that's triggered um, is triggered by the actor. Like, in my room. I, w- I was triggered. I was going to say it. <laughs> my, my, like, my, the lighting in my room, I trigger that. The lighting and music switch in my room, is mm-hmm. I trigger that. Um, when the light pops up in the in the first room and the girl in the nun room that's behind the plexiglass. She triggers that. See, we totally, I totally missed that. Me too. I must have. We I just, too, we were too worried about wondering how the hell to get out of that first room. Yeah. Like, which way do we go? And, oh, go left. And she must've been, that's probably and being, after being, it. being, being, yeah, being shoved in the, in the confessional. Yeah. And then having to joke, confess, confess. Ah! It's like, so I'm, I'm innocent. That's a lie from your mouth. Yeah, that's kind of what she said. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, uh, the the girl in the confessional. That's Kirsten. Okay. Yeah, that's Kirsten. She's she's real good. She's she's a good actress. Oh, then I completely missed Peyton. I thought that was Peyton. No, Peyton's in the first room. And Pey- Peyton's the dark nun. Okay. Well, I, I've completely missed her. You know what? They, I, can I suggest that everyone just wear, like, name badges with... Hi, my name is. Yeah, yeah, hi. You know, and then that way I know who everybody was. Mud. Yeah. I knew I knew Tyler though. That was awesome. Tyler Tyler is fantastic. And he's taken oh he's taken to uh setting the mood as we're getting ready cuz he brings his he brings his radio in and he st- he sets the soundtrack. And we usually get a healthy dose of Alkaline Trio, The Misfits, Danzig, Slipknot, stuff to set the tone. I, I do have a complaint about Tyler, though. If you're going to offer me a beer, you know, come on, a full can of beer, man. Don't don't be offering me an empty can of beer in a pig trough. You, you say, I can have a beer, or I think a, I think a, a kidney, I think was the other one. Right. I, and, and it's like, but he picks up the beer and then puts it back. No, 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 give me the beer. I'll take a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, At that point, we're thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long day. It was been a long day. It's it it 
it seems when you go through it, it seems like it takes longer than it does. Yeah, I, you lose track of set direction and time and everything else. Because and- the, the actual walkthrough usually is about 20 to 25 minutes. I was just going to ask that because it, it felt so much longer than it did. And I, I think mainly because it's like, well, I mean, not knowing what was next. And I, of course, I'm pushing it from behind. Just go through. Just go through. Right. <laughs> but like- yeah, uh, the, the average is about 20 to 25 minutes. And I think we're dropping a new group in about every minute and a half to two minutes. Mm. We try to get a new group started. And then as the line grows, we will push up the pace. Saturday night, uh, this past Saturday night, we were going at breakneck speed all night long. I did not get a piss break until 1030. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I mean, in that environment, you could probably just, you know. Yeah, piss in the corner. Yeah, just piss. See, that's that's the one reason I miss working outside. That's the one reason I miss working outside. You remember? You remember I said I had the like the the pallet with the stuffed yeah. animals. Yes. There was a curtain in front of that. I ducked behind the curtain. You had Lake Touchy back there. You know, I ducked behind the curtain, take a piss, and away I go. I was just gonna say use a Gatorade bottle like an Amazon man. Would you do soiling up the floor? Ah, uh, no, it's just a parking lot. <laughs> And I'm not talking out. I'm not talking out of school. Chuck does it to this day. <laughs> not talking out of school. Chuck does it to this day. But I'm lucky because I my room is like the emergency exit steps where you meet Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is right f- right outside my room. Come out my door. There's an emergency door up through that fucking up the steps and. You have to take a piss break. The haunt doesn't stop. No. Do they we have, just walk through that room then? Nope. We have a roamer. We have we have an actor that is going to roam. Like, um, it's usually Chase, Fallstick, uh, who is the kid in the mannequin room, the clown in the mannequin room. Okay. Okay. Chase will start the night in there. Usually, uh, like when, or it's if Taylor's not there, Taylor Schmidt's not there, because that's usually Taylor's room. But if Chase is there, he'll start the night in there. And then about nine o'clock or so, he'll start rotating, which is supposed to be our halfway point. He'll start rotating through the haunt and giving everybody a break. I got you. Yeah. Because th- th- if, the, if there's nobody in that clown hallway, it's not so terrible. You know, that one we can kind of let abandon for a minute. Uh, you know, we can let that one abandon for a while. But. The other rooms, it's really imperative to have an actor in there, especially um, the ones that are that the exit is not clearly defined. If you can't figure out the exit right away, we need to have an actor there. Like I couldn't figure out the exit in most of them. Well, geez, I mean, but like my room is confusing because you have the actual exit, which is ducking under the wall. But there's a door right in front of you. And I can't tell you how many people have tried to open that door over the years. And you're not going to open it. You said you said the mine shaft was after your room. Yes. You know what? Come to, I do remember getting thrown in somewhere and a piece of wood closed in yep. front of me. Yeah. With those with those two sliding doors, we can block you into either the first or the second. Yeah. And he pulled you in the second. Yeah. And then I tried to get out and you threw me back in again. Yep. I just stayed in the first and I'll, I'll wait here. That was Corey. That's Corey. Well, yeah, um, it, it, it's the, it's designed to disorient. 
It's definitely done. It's designed to disorient, and it's designed most of all for uh, for your senses. It, it, a, a lot of ways, it's designed for your senses to play tricks on you. The way we light things, we can see you, but you can't see us. Yeah, yeah. Like when there, and there's cameras in there, right? There's cameras all over. Yeah, because I saw the Five Nights at Freddy's freaking uh, set up in the in the green room. Yeah, <laughs> which which is. You know, that's creepy enough to be part of the <laughs> the own thing. So you have, like, night cameras all over the place? Yeah. You can see people walking through? Yeah. And some, and they're all, like, on a screen in a room? Yep. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, we have, a, we have cameras everywhere. Yeah. There's a... Uh, in fact, if you were to... From where, where I sat you down, if you were to turn around in my room, you would see the camera on the wall. Okay, there's cameras, there's cameras all over that place. And, um, you know, for for a variety of variety of reasons, that way it's, uh, you know, kind of actor control. That way we can we, you know, Earl can sit there and watch if there's, you know, he can watch and see what's going on, see if people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I wonder if they giggled when he got manhandled on the bed. If I don't think there's a I don't think there's a camera at the. VIP lab. Of course wait. not. Of course not. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to think with the way that it was redone. There was a camera there at one point. There used to be a camera pointing back from VIP. Uh pointing back to VIP. But um oh, I'm sure if somebody saw it they giggled. But <laughs> um there's I mean and the that way if there's uh somebody says that you know, an actor did something. We can go back and look at the footage. Uh, no, that didn't happen. Because uh, actually, I'll tell you that story off air. Uh, I don't want to. I don't doubt shit like that. Probably. I don't want to. I don't want. I, I don't. I don't want to tell too many things out. Of, I don't want to speak out of out of school. I understand. But um, yeah, uh, we we have to have security cameras there. We have to have the waivers. It's, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a way, it, it, it serves multiple purposes. It's to protect the guests, to protect the actors, to protect the owners. Um, it's, and, and, you know, I would love to one day sit and watch the raw footage. Like, I would have loved to watch that guy fucking goon himself against my wall on Saturday night. <laughs> now, now, do they save it? I don't it- know. It's, it's all on a hard drive, so I, it's probably self-erasing. Like most of the security camera setups are, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a great place. It's great place. Great people. And I'm really thankful that you guys came through and I'm glad you had a good time. And I know Chuck and Linda, cause, uh, Saturday when I got to work, Chuck asked me how you guys liked it. I said, dude, they fucking loved it. I said, they'll be back. I, I said, they're going to make it an annual thing. And that put it, that put a big smile on Chuck's face. Yeah, it because was, it was too much fun going all the way through because that's I mean that, you know, we we, we want our, our guests to have a good time. Yes. And if as long as it's not his birthday, I can interact. I can interact more because I I really wanted everybody to focus on on Jim. Well, yeah. What? Oh, like that's a surprise. Act like act like it's a surprise. Like it wouldn't be like like uh, if it's not my birthday, you're still not going to let it happen anyway. True. True. I I. See, and this is why we don't open in August. <laughs> Nothing opens in August. August see, is such. See, August is like the middle. Of, it's a great month. 
for, for swimming, but like nothing opens or nothing closes. It's just there. There's not even a national holiday in August. Yes, there is. Which one? My birthday. No, no, no. A national holiday. It is. Or it should be anyway. No, it shouldn't be. Yes. It shouldn't be. That's no. I think it should be. All we got for we got for our birthdays was school supplies. Oh shit. Well on that note, um that was the recap of Jim and Bill's adventure to the halls of horror. And what an adventure it was. Yes. You got violated. <laughs> I swear, I swear if he if he does that again next year, I'm I'm violating him back. Go for it. Stone Cold promise. Uh, Tyler Tyler will be in on it. Finger in the butthole. <laughs> oh, she's a beauty. I'm going to stick my finger in his butthole. <laughs> All right. So next week, I guess we'll return back to our regular scheduled programming. Yes. Or, well, it, you know, whatever we normally do. Yeah. Something like that. Did you throw out the bucket? No, the bucket's over there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. And Jim's here, too. Bye. Later on. <laughs>